everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes 7 and 8 of 39. How many episodes are there? I believe there are 12, I think. I am pretty sure. I think when we counted them out, we said, okay, yeah, we'll do two episodes a week, and it will be six weeks of 39. That said, I sometimes trick myself into thinking that I couldn't possibly be right about something, so <laughs> now I'm not sure. Maybe there's one million episodes. Maybe there's only two more. It would be really easy to look up. We could, <laughs> we could have done that just now, but I absolutely believe you. We're going to go with 12. I'm only going to watch 12, I think is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. This is a very... Here's the thing. It's not... Oh, I do have Asian Wiki pulled up. Um, there are 12 <gasps> nice. episodes. Yeah, oh, I don't God. write down anyone's name, but this week I am not going to mess up Juhi's name, so. Nice. Yeah. But yes, no, I completely agree, wherein it's not that it's a bad drama. It's not, I, I don't think they did a bad job. It is agonizingly slow. It's so slow. <laughs> <laughs> but also, okay. So here's my hot take that's not that hot a take. It's just, I can appreciate on a logical level what they're doing with being like, just because your friend gets cancer doesn't mean your entire life stops and everything comes to a standstill. We're not going to do this entire show being, how do these three best friends spend the last year of one of the friend's lives? That's not going to be it. But also, I don't need every secondary and tertiary character to have their own little drama that I'm supposed to worry about. I just don't have that much in me. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Yeah, I just think that I would have loved to... I mean, yeah, you you mentioned um, how... It doesn't have to be, you know, solely focused on what they are doing together. But sometimes I feel a little bit cheated about how little of the time is spent with the three friends doing things specifically together. Um, or, you know, I actually really like Chan Young's storyline right now and that she's making some decisions for herself, not even in a bucket list kind of way. It's almost just as things occur to her, ah, I need to be sure to do this. She does them. I love that she auditioned for the the new role that she was in direct competition with the people that she was coaching. She had to actually remove herself (laughs) from coaching. She was like, ah, actually, I can't do this anymore because by the time I'm done with uh, taking this role away from you, I'm also not going to be well enough to teach you. So, go find a new coach. I guess I quit? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But yeah, I I liked that she was getting to do some stuff for her by herself. That didn't bother me that it wasn't, you know, like the the three friends doing that together, but it was something she was, some decision she was making for herself. That said, I don't know, I guess I just, it it did get to me that um, the friends kind of got set aside almost intentionally for her to do that, where it's like, it's one thing for her to say like, hey, I'm doing this for myself, but come along on the journey or whatever with me. And a completely different thing where it, 
it became like a big crisis for me, Joe, who just wants to spend more time with her friend. And that's what she thought she was going to do that day. And it's fine that her friend's going to the audition, but then she kind of wanted to be with her. And her friend was like, if you come with me and spend time with me, I will light myself on fire. I can't remember what she said, but (laughs) it was like, Oh, issue. I'll I'll cut off all contact or whatever with you where it's like, I just want to be left alone. And part of me is, I guess I just feel very cheated in those moments where it's clear that they could be together, that they, that, you know, they could be doing these things together, but instead there's other storylines that have to be happening, like a golf date or whatever, where I'm like, I just don't care. I would only care if it was the friends together. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. The three of them together, even plus Sonu, would have been cute to Mm -hmm. be like, let's experience these three bringing another person into their little group and see how they adapt to that. That would have been great. But instead, they're like, no, he has to work. I'm sorry, what? Um, I guess that she's taking her job seriously, but... No, you can take a day off for your little golf trip. And then they're like, no, Chan Young's audition is this day. It's that same. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Of like, can you just give us a cute scene with the three friends instead of being like, here's their very normal lives where schedules just conflict and sometimes things just don't work out. Yeah. And it feels like maybe this is the one drama where we can't, it is not just the mundane day to day of adulthood. It is actually like, we're losing our friend. How do we spend our remaining time maybe more mindfully and together when we can? And if she needs alone time, that's fine. If that is part of the plot, you know, if she wants to go to her, her audition by herself, it's just frustrating when it's at the expense. It feels like it is actually written into the storyline that is at the expense of the friends getting to spend time together. That's fair. I didn't think of it that way. But I think your complaint is very similar in in that mine was about Soan's entire storyline, where I was like, her drama at this point is becoming so central that we are getting conflict between Sonu and Mijo. And that is taking a lot away from Mijo and Chan Young's relationship. So just that ripple effect, that domino, makes me be like, I don't care about any of that. I don't. I just want Mijo and Chan Young to hang out. I yeah. want. And similarly to Juhi getting this new job where it's like, super cute. I want to invest in that. I want her and the chef to get together. That's so adorable. But. The second she was like, I can't do things with you guys anymore because I'm working. I was like, no, you just quit your job, hon. Do not get this new job that now takes all of your time. And like, just tell him, hey, I will take this job and I will take it very seriously. But my friend is still dying and I'm going to need days off at the drop of a hat, literally just to hang out with her. And I'm sorry if that makes me the worst, but that's how it's going to be. Yeah, and don't give me the job if that's not going to work. Or or maybe we can circle back on this in, you know, a couple months and see where we're at with stuff. But right now isn't a good time. I appreciate the offer. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, and the so-on thing uh, also, I guess I... 
Here's the thing. I like that it is solidifying, like, her relationship with her brother, even as her relationship with their- not her father. (laughs) That dude sucks. (laughs) Bullet dodged. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be part of that guy's family. Yeah, for sure. Like, no one- even his one remaining family member doesn't want to be part of his family. Don't even sweat it, girl. But yeah, I- I- very, very sincerely agree that it is frustrating that I love typically when there's, you know, really good in-depth storylines for the secondary characters that they aren't just, you know, pawns in the, within the storyline to just further one per, I don't believe in a main character, you know, it's just that in this situation, I guess the story I want is these three friends and the story I'm getting is, Everyone, these three friends have these separate relationships with other people that are going in these directions and do, and these things are happening where I just don't, I don't know. I just don't care for it. Yeah. And I think, like you said, for some reason, I want dynamics. I want depth to all these characters, but I got so frustrated that things between Mijo and Sonu got so messy because it felt like there were so many storylines buried around Mijo in this weird spider web that was just like, she's going through it. She's going through everything all at once. And I was, I was so frustrated by it. I didn't love that her relationship with Juhi's mom got strained and that she finds out about her own mom and she is so conflicted over that. Like, that seems fine on its own, but in context of everything else was like, oh, this is too much. I think maybe the crux of it, the biggest part I was annoyed at is her and Sonu getting petty and passive-aggressive with each other, and that just being like, okay, I'm invested in your relationship insofar as you guys just have a stable, healthy, like, very slow-moving relationship. I'm not gonna sit around and watch you two petty argue with each other in these weird, backhanded ways as, as you two just decide what the other one is thinking. Like, no, take me back to Chan Young's storyline. I'm done with you two. Yeah, you guys can figure your own relationship out, or or maybe you can't. Whatever the case may be, I'm not. I'm not so invested that if you broke up right now, I would care more than what's happening with Chan Young. So yeah. So stop dancing around each other. What does she say at one point? Oh, capricious. She's like he's being so capricious, and I was like. Ma'am, are you joking right now? And it's explained later. It's explained how she perceived the situation to be very different than what the actual situation was. But it read on a surface level as he does all these things for her. Every time she gets upset about anything, he goes out of his way to do over-the-top things to help her relax and deal with it and understand what's happening and her emotions around things. And the second he gets upset about any one thing, she's like, this is about me and he's being mean to me and 
I'm not going to deal with him. And I was like, yeah. you, you couldn't go out and buy a coloring book? You couldn't do that and be like, hey, I genuinely am not good at this. You're really good at comforting people. I'm really not. So all I could do is copy your idea. Do you want a coloring book? But instead, she just spends the whole day being like, he hates orphans, I guess. And he wants to break up because my mom's in prison. And it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But for once, this is not about you. And it made me so annoyed that it was all about her. It was so annoying. And I think that maybe they're like, I guess this is like a devil's advocate in a very like, before I even play devil's advocate, I completely agree where I was similarly like, he just is also, here's the thing is that I know it's something we're just complaining about that drama has to be happening around like your drama. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, real life is kind of messy. And it's like, sometimes something really terrible happens to one person in a relationship and the other person is still dealing with like, their own shit also and and your shit and there's got to be space for like both of those things um so like i guess that's all to say like completely agree devil's advocate i think i have been that person wherein like i just as maybe it's like the people pleaser trait or maybe it's the some level of you know social anxiety or something of feeling like um, when feeling responsible for other people's emotions. Um, and I think that that is also a thing that happens when people have gone through a situation where they've been made responsible for other people's emotions. Um, or, you know, there has been poor communication and, you know, they don't know if they're being made responsible for other people's emotions or not. Wherein if I, cause I, I do get that sometimes where, uh, Craig will have a bad day at work or something, right? And I will, he'll be in a bad mood. And it's not at me, it's not directed at me, but if he's just kind of quiet or something, immediately my thought is, how can I make this better? I want to be responsible for this. I want to make him feel better. I want things to not be bad. You know, like, I I guess, like, let me overshare here on the podcast really quick. (laughs) But like, I, I, I will go through that situation where I want to be responsible um, in some way, because it's almost easier, right? Because even though obviously I don't want to be the reason that he's sad or hurt or whatever, if I can say sorry and make it better, then, you know, he doesn't have to experience it. Instead of just being normal and making space for the fact that sometimes other people can have emotions that we aren't responsible for and we can't really fix. And sometimes all we just need to do is like witness that, right? Uh, and I think that Mijo is so in it that she can't witness other people's emotions right now. And understandable, she has a million things happening to and around her right now. Uh, but yes, it was still very frustrating where it's like, okay, so you are making zero space for, th- for your boyfriend, your partner, the man that you love. Uh, you are making zero space for him to feel his own feelings or go through his own stuff. And that is agonizing to watch. <laughs> yeah. Like to your point, I think they did a good job of establishing character consistency. 
where later in the episode, Mijo sits everybody down to tell them about her mom, and it is the single most dramatic thing I've ever seen an individual do. She really builds that moment up, and... (laughs) It's just, it's funny. It's so bizarre. Where she's like, hold Juhi down. Hold her down. If she tries to text her mom, kill her. Put a bullet in her head. We're not, we will live by my rules from this moment on. And it's like, what are you doing? Just tell you, be a normal person and tell your friends something that's very hard to talk about. But I think it's consistent with what we saw earlier. Her reaction to her boyfriend having a bad day is like, I guess he's just going to dump me. I guess he hates orphans. Like, she's just a very dramatic person and maybe overreacts to emotional situations. And it's hard to watch, but it it was consistent. And I think, like you said... We can see that she's going through a lot of very emotional situations at once. So probably the only thing on her mind is herself for just a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, pros and cons. And I'm glad that they were able to work it out fairly quickly and kind of be like, ah, now we can see each other's pain. I'm so sorry that I didn't, you know see that you were going through this. Uh, this is why I felt the way I did. <laughs> it's like, Sorry, no, I didn't I'm- read your mind about this. Whoops. Yeah. Bad Ooh. boyfriend moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I did love about the dramatic scene where she talked about her birth mother uh, was the moment where she asked who would like to go with me. I, it's not that I expected any less. It was just so wholesome the way every single one of them immediately raised their hand. Uh, obviously they were all going with her, but it was just so sweet to have her ask, could someone please go with me? And who would like to? And all of them, no hesitation, with equal devotion raised their hands me i want to i want to be there for you when you go through this yeah and i guess like backtracking on everything i complained about earlier maybe that's what i wanted from the golf scene but the stakes were so much lower that they were like no we're not gonna quit our jobs and sacrifice our dreams to go for a golf day get it together But it was cute to be like, I don't care what I have to do to make this happen. I will drive you to the prison to see your mom. Like, that's very sweet and wholesome. Yeah. I'm interested to know if we'll get to see what that conversation actually was in the next episode. Because it's so wild that they had that much buildup. And if it was all, like, if it just accumulated to Mijo coming out and in the next episode she just says what happened that feels so crazy to me that they would format it in that way after all the build-up yeah do you want to do a prediction corner on what you think they'll do and what you think they talked about um sort of i need i do need maybe like some clarification i know that she talked to her biological parents um a little bit does she know that her biological mom has been extorting her parents or been in contact with her parents, her adoptive parents? Um, I don't know. 
I don't okay. think so. I think her mom's keeping that from her. Okay. I wasn't super clear on that, which is weird that I wasn't super clear, but I, I didn't think so, which is why I think that that comes up. I think that that's why she's devastated is because that came up. Um, that's and, a good guess. Yeah. And that's, that would be a hard one to to deal with because she adores her adoptive parents so much and they've been so good to her. And to find out that she was like used to get money out of them from someone who she's been looking for on and off for her whole life, that would be tough. I would understand yeah. her reaction to that. So that's my prediction corner. That's a really good one. Mine was similar. But I thought maybe the mom just went directly and said, oh, you're a rich doctor. I also want you to give me money. Um, and that's yep. what she cried about of like, um, I don't, I'm sure you've seen Black Widow. But in, there is a scene where two daughters meet their dad after 20 years. And he just asks like, oh, has this person talked about me? Has this famous person mentioned that I know them? And one of the daughters says, we meet you after 20 years and all you want to ask about is yourself. And that is just something that like has stuck with me. I thought that was a beautiful line. It was perfect delivery. And I think that could be kind of what happened is she goes to her mom and says like, hi, I'm your daughter. You're my mom. Who are you? And the mom's just like, do you have money so that I can do well in prison? And Mijo just has to deal with, like, oh, you don't care about me or the person that you brought into this world. You have no maternal instincts at all. All you want out of this exchange is something for yourself. And that was that was my guess. It's very that's similar a, to yours. Yeah, that's a very, very good guess. I I think that that's more likely because that's a little bit more organic than, like, hey, I've been asking your parents for money, or I don't know, I don't know exactly how that would come up. I think yours is a, li a little bit more likely. And same impact, where it's like, that would be tough. That would be very, very tough to deal with. And I think it could be both. Where that's, when you said yours, I was like, oh, they could go from mine to yours. Where she's like, can you give me money? Because your parents have been giving me money, but uh, we can stop that. We can cut them out of this altogether if you just pay me. And Mijo has to deal with the double whammy of, like, Oof. not only do you not love me, but you've also been using me against my parents. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> this is the most terrible I could feel about meeting you <laughs> here in this prison. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to go face my best friends and my new boyfriend outside. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I can't wait to live again. Wow. I just wow. can't wait to live after this moment. This has been great. Thank you. <laughs> oh, crushing. This is going to be crushing. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm... I Yeah. They wouldn't not show us what happened. There's no way. Right? Yeah. Okay. They have to show us. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yes. I think, um, I think I'd be more inclined to think that Mijo would just walk us through it if they hadn't cast anyone to play her mom. If her mom had just been this kind of ghost surrounding the other characters but since they've got an actress in the role i just imagine they'll do another little scene yeah um yeah they have to i 
sorry, complete heel turn. I live for literally still. We're eight episodes in now. I still live for in this drama. It's keeping me going. It is what is keeping me so devoted to this drama. Every interaction, specifically that Mijo has with her family members, but pretty much all of their families rock. Like, I love them. But uh, Mijo's parents are just my favorite people in the entire world. And I love how much her sister loves her as well. It's so wholesome. And so uh, I just, I couldn't, as soon as we started talking about her family and I was like, oh, we do need to touch on that. It's not <laughs> something we have to talk about for long. I'm talking about it for probably longer than it warrants. I just love them so much. They're so cute. I definitely did think you were going to say all of their families because I think Chan Young's parents are in the running. They're tied for first in my mind where they're just so dang cute. Yeah, I love them. I, there was this part of me, here's me maybe like putting them, holding a bar of expectation that's far too high. I might be, I maybe need to like not be, not expect everyone to be perfect because I was a little bit frustrated that Chun Young's parents, or rather her mom, believed an absolutely psychotic woman who fully crossed the line. By going to them. I, if I, here's the thing. I would far from approve if I had, you know, a kid. This is a very, very um, hypothetical future. If I had a kid <laughs> who was an adult who was in a relationship with a married person, uh, I, I would be disappointed in them. But also, I would hold space for the fact that I know my kid And I don't know who this woman is. And even if what this woman is telling me is entirely true, I would probably tell her it's really inappropriate that she seeked us out and that she needs to leave my kid alone because this is a choice that her husband is making just as much as my kid is. Just equal amount to my child. So um, don't look up my address, forget my number, like, this is unhinged behavior, stay away from me and my family. Because I would be very afraid of that kind of behavior, regardless of how disappointed I was in my child having a relationship with a married person. That's fair. I didn't think of it that way. But that is absolutely valid. I hope they also used some lettuce to beat her out of the establishment and be like, get out of my doorway, ma'am. You bring, you are a bad omen. You are bringing bad luck into my shop. I don't want to hear from you ever again. But yeah, it is. Then the reaction is like, I am going to call my daughter and not even ask a single question. Just start swinging. Just, just be mad. Really, just be I mad. Really, something about that woman, I just really trusted what she had to say. <laughs> She seemed hinged. She seemed <laughs> like she really had it all together. And just her saying, I don't want a divorce, really spoke to me about the healthiness of her relationship. And my yeah. daughter's clearly the toxic monster here. Yeah. Like, clearly, she, this woman has everything to offer. And my daughter is 
doing something wrong. I, yeah, where I'm just like, I, there's so much more proof that the person who's coming to you, cause you don't know her and you don't know your daughter's supposed boyfriend. Like he might be being stalked. Maybe the divorce has already gone through and maybe there, she was never married to him. You know, there's just so much where I'm like, and I wouldn't even care to know proof because if you have brought all that proof with you, that's even more terrifying. <laughs> I think now that you're saying this, if someone that beautiful and like put together with the glossy hair and the perfect clothes and the just like flawless beauty came into my little side of the road food stand and was like, your daughter sleeping with my husband. I would fully believe I was in an episode of Black Mirror and be like, you're <laughs> not real, right? You're an AI. And this is like a little, little joke that the robots are doing to test the waters and see if we can turn on each other. If the humans will destroy each other, right? <laughs> Clever. Well played, AI, but not today. Not today. I'm not going to kill my daughter over this. What you're saying doesn't make any sense, and you are too beautiful <laughs> to exist in this world. So, out with you. Demon, go. Go, demon robot. <laughs> like, in context, you're right. None of it makes sense. So, dang. Uh, it's just, nobody wanted any of that to happen. And I think I was a little bit disappointed in the show for being like, that's how she tells her parents she has cancer, is them being like, hey, we're really disappointed to hear that you're cheating or that you are committing adultery with someone who is married. And her being like, okay, you heard that from an unhinged ex-partner, and um, it's not wrong technically, but boy, do I have a good excuse. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> None of this is good. Yeah. None of this is working out. No. Yeah, it just felt like one of those things where I guess it's good that it saved her relationship with her parents. At the same time, it felt like maybe not even the time, you know? Maybe we yeah. get some perspective first. Or you could have told them a while ago, <laughs> ideally. Uh, Haven't you, you guys found been out? together for like 15 years and now you've known you had cancer for like three weeks? There were just, it just seems like maybe some more open communication with your parents is long overdue. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that whole situation was, a, it was just kind of a bummer. It was just a bummer. It was. It, yeah. It's hard because I really, I kind of agreed with her mom being like, you guys are not good friends. And I don't want you hanging out with my daughter anymore if you're going to freaking let her make such bad decisions. But obviously in the context of, like, one, she's an adult woman. We don't let her do anything. And yeah. two, we have tried to talk her out of this for literal years. So sorry you're last in line, but she's not going to break up with him. It's it's all very difficult. I want it to feel good, but it doesn't feel good. Yeah. I guess I also am in... Because remember how we talked about just how completely hypothetical like the situation was when I was explaining what I would do with my kid? I guess the thing is, is I'm not a parent. But I also think that there is... And I think that it's not just a cultural thing in Korea, but I think it's a big thing in K-dramas. Um... But I think that 
it's kind of a thing across the board that like cheating is bad. We all know it's bad. We all know it's wrong. No one is, you know, stoked about it. No one uh, is stoked to be cheated on. That's for sure. But also, I think that what we don't hold space for is that people can cheat and still be good people. Like, which is, like, hard to hold space for, and we're getting, like, into, you know, way deeper into relationship stuff than maybe I should ever preach to. Um, (laughs) I mean, this show's holding a lot of space for that, so I think you're on, you're speaking to the right crowd. (laughs) If if we're all watching this show together, let's, let's really deep dive on, on some of these (laughs) topics. <laughs> um and where we stand on them and where we have opinions on. I guess where I'm at, I've never cheated on a person and I've never been cheated on. And so again, maybe I don't have like the best uh like standing here for having both experienced um or like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm once again losing my sentences, uh just completely falling apart. But <laughs> I I just genuinely think that when people cheat, it's not a good thing. They should cut it out. They should not have done it in the first place. It's a bad decision, but I think it's one of those um, things where when a person makes a bad decision, it doesn't make them a bad person. But cheating is one of those ones that everyone puts like way up high. We don't agree with it. We don't support it. We don't love it. I guess I'm just in the place where I also don't think it's like a salt the earth around the person who's done the thing but instead yeah like uh more of a conversation like i think juhi was the one who probably approached it the most realistically throughout the drama even before they knew that chun young was dying where she she wasn't like hey you're not my friend anymore or i can't talk to you or what you're doing is wrong or this is a problem she just says it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. Um, but, you know, I'm going to talk to her about that. I don't know how many conversations they actually had about it, but it's more like a, hey, d- d- this isn't great. I guess I'm I'm the person who probably wouldn't keep it a secret for my friend, but I also wouldn't say you're not my friend anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like you said, it's really hard to imagine because I similarly have not cheated, nor have I been cheated on. And it's, I I don't know anybody who has been cheated on or cheated. And I think this show really tries to be like, it's not really cheating because one, they're not sleeping together. There's no sex. So it's fine. And also, his wife is terrible, and he doesn't even love her, so it's fine. And also, they've been together even from before he got married, so it's fine. And it's all these things that it's like, I think, like, you make good points of, we see that they're not complete monsters, they're not terrible people, but the entire situation is just so frustrating and nonsensical that it's like, Cheating is stupid and you just should not be with Jin Sok. There's a million other people. There's a billion other people that you could be with. Why do you need yeah. to be with this guy? This is stupid. Yeah. Yes. Both yes, both all of those things are true. Where it's like, ah, uh, I don't the the relationship kind of sucks. I don't need all of the reasons to try and justify them being together. I don't even need them to not really be together or like 
I just don't it's need just any of it. It's just emotional cheating. It's an, it's yeah. not bad if it's not physical cheating. Yeah. I'm and sorry, it's just what? it's just all problematic, but at the same time, I guess where I'm at is I don't think that they're bad friends either way and I do think the mom overreacted or like I won't say she reacted unrealistically because everyone's relationships and feelings on these topics are different. Like I'm sure there are one million mothers who would react the same way. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's just one of those things where I I guess where it just ties back to where we how we got here where I think that Mijo's parents are my favorite parents because I don't <laughs> like the way that Chan Young's parents uh Specifically, her mom reacted. Her dad was a more realistic reaction where he, like, didn't seem stoked, but he was also like, maybe we should let her speak. Maybe we should, you know, like, make this a conversation and not, uh, um, sentencing. That's fair. I guess they're still on equal ground in my mind because we've never seen Mijo's parents deal with a similar situation. True. They're just cruising. They're just vibing in the background of this show. And I love that for them. I loved her dad being like, you know why we're vibing? Because we let each other do whatever we want. We just hang out. <laughs> Me and your mom, we just hang out. And that's awesome. And it's like, <laughs> that's really cute for you guys. That's actually, that is awesome. I love it for you both. But yeah, it's they don't have to deal with their daughter both dying and sleeping with a married man so we don't know how they'll react we don't know how they <laughs> would react to that i hope me just does something to stir the pot just so we can know just so we can get a definitive <laughs> whose parents are better. <laughs> we just want to pit them against each other okay me joe stir that pot you're clearly dramatic <laughs> Oh, I, okay, there is no good um, pivot from here. I have two more things I want to say, and, and I'm done. I'm just going to react to whatever you okay. say. I don't have anything else necessarily, so I'm ready for, like, let's go. Let's go. First is the sillier one, and probably won't get too much of a response. I just love... Mijo's very last outfit of the show where she's dressed like a weird professor who rides to work on a horse like a horseback riding professor and I was like you slept over at your parents house and complained about not having clothes you could have just worn your dad's clothes that's what you did today and I love it that's my vibe oh I didn't have the actual thought while watching it but I am able to recall the outfit and looking back i am i am such like an elbow patch like mm -hmm. herringbone pattern uh like fucking turtleneck wearing um piece of work that i love it i love her outfit so i good. would i would dress like a professor every day if i had the clothes to do so i love a blazer with specifically elbow patches i love a i love a anything with a plaid lining on the inside i love that i love some you know like boots like a good pair of like leather heel like boots. knee high riding yeah. boots with her yes. skinny jeans oh shoot i love it so much <laughs> it's so good <laughs> 
It's two different looks that I just, yeah, I loved it. It was so surprising because I feel like usually they dress her more like a nana, like a very Mm. well-dressed nana. And like, that's a vibe. That's somebody's something. But I liked this a lot better. Yeah, she's like an English style horse rider. Like an like a she does <laughs> dressage on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I one of my actual favorite clothing brands. Ugh, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, that I would wear a lot of, but I don't necessarily but do have some pieces from them is Ralph Lauren. Um, Ooh. like a chambray shirt with elbow with elbow patches. Why not? Give me <laughs> uh, with a blazer on everything. Put elbow patches on everything. I'm so glad that we talked about this. I don't know um if it's maybe the greatest that I do also like Ralph Lauren, but like here we are. Is that how it's pronounced? My mom always pronounced it pretentiously like that, so now I do. I Ralph love that for you. Lauren. <laughs> I don't know how it's pronounced, so we'll just go with your very pretentious sounding way <laughs> instead of my dumb poor people accent that just says, I know how to pronounce Ralph and Lauren, so <laughs> Ralph Lauren. <laughs> Yours is so much better. I tried to get away with pronouncing it normal, and then my I said it a second time, and my um I forgot to maintain my disguise <laughs> as a normal person. <laughs> oh, she shifted into the upper class. She ascended <laughs> before our eyes. The pseudo upper class. <laughs> which they pretty much wear Ralph Lauren, so. There you are. They you belong. Are. <laughs> um, okay, last one. Last one was how did you feel about Juhi just like completely inserting herself in this stranger's relationship. I know the chef isn't a stranger, but his girlfriend's kind of a stranger. Mm, I didn't think about it until just now also. Here's another thing I didn't think about. I'm so glad that you're bringing all of the most important things that I want to talk about that I didn't know that I wanted to talk about. I don't know, because at the time I was just like... I. If she wants to give the stuff back, I guess just, like, let her... She's just doing that thing. Like, that really, like, petty, dramatic breakup thing where it's like, here's your things... Here's everything you ever gave me. And it's like, that's... Are you, I do need to ask, are you 17? Is there, like, an issue here, right? Like, is there... Do we need to call the police? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um... No, sorry. I I did. It felt very young to me. So it felt more like, you know, like an early 20s thing that you would maybe do as like the dramatic punctuation on a breakup or whatever. Instead of kind of like Juhi said, I thought her advice was solid. You throw that shit away quietly. You don't have to make a statement. You don't have to make a final stand. It's probably something that that his girlfriend really need his ex ex girlfriend really needed. Otherwise, she wouldn't be there. I I know people are known to do things that are way more petty than that at the end of a relationship. So that is like maybe just like mid level petty at at most. But uh, I I also thought that Juhi's I I felt like it was solid. I don't think that maybe like you said she should have inserted herself into the situation. But for her to be like, hey, just 
Throw this away quietly. You don't have to do this. Don't and don't throw it away in this neighborhood. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I thought, like you said, the advice itself was solid, and the way she approached it was a good mix of like very funny and somewhat intimidating. It was a cute, a cute moment between the two. I think I was just surprised at it and that's fine because i hope it moves their relationship i i hope it gives her good vibes with the chef and that he's like thanks i didn't want to deal with that and that maybe his girlfriend comes up later and she's like we i'm sorry i did that thing i hope we can still be cool together even though we're not in love anymore but I guess thinking about it was probably just like advice for the audience more than advice for the ex-girlfriend. Just like, here's how to navigate a little bit of a breakup. Here's some fresh advice from our show to your family. Yeah. From our 39-year-old selves to your 29-year-old selves, this is how to maybe do this right, perhaps. Perhaps. I have all of the three friends in this show. Juhi is the one that I feel is probably the most relatable, so I'll take her advice. <laughs> yeah, fair. I like her a lot. She seems relaxed, and that's great. And she stays up watching dramas every night. I love that. Yeah. I think that her reactions to most things are very normal. She also knows how rough it is to work retail as well, but I mm-hmm. think that like, Mijo's pretty dramatic, and Sean Young is, you know, relatable, but, like, makes some rough decisions, and that was, you know, before she knew that she was dying. So, I don't find her super relatable. I like her a lot. Just don't find her- I like all of them, but- Yeah. Juhi, I just feel like everything she does, I'm like, ah, yes, I would feel that awkward. I would be making that face in that situation. Uh-huh. I would be- really scared right now i would be starting to like not know what to do or how to feel i would be i everything she does and says i'm like yep juhi's correct out of Uh the three of you she knows what is uh, she is relatable and correct (laughs) she is reacting how i and therefore everyone would be reacting so (laughs) i love her she's yeah she's the easiest to love for sure Mm -hmm. I have no more thoughts. I'm finally done with thinking, so I'm good to wrap up. Same. So if you have thoughts that you want to send to us via train, don't do that. Send them via email at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Very adorable. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, We're getting our Patreon back up and running. And I'm really excited about it, so go check it out. It's patreon.com slash playonk. That's where you can help us keep the show running, make it even better, and get some little bonus stuff for yourself. So go check that out. Yeah, we also have our regular website. Just our website. I don't think we call it a regular website. I think we just call it a website. It's (laughs) playonk.com. And there you can find a link to sign up for our newsletters, which are also getting a revamp. Um, you can uh, find all of our affiliate links, including Skillshare, if you want to learn a new skill. You uh, can use that link if you want to secure your internet presence and maybe watch some K-dramas that 
aren't licensed in your region, NordVPN is a super good way to go, and we have a link for that. And then if you are also interested in starting a podcast, it's super fun. It's a super fun way to stay in contact with your best friend if you want to do that with them. Uh, and we love using Blueberry Podcasting, and we also have a link for that one. And yeah, uh, I think I mentioned already, but that is all at playonk.com. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at playonk podcast. You can find us on TikTok at playonk underscore Emily. And technically, you can find us other places, but we never use those ones, so don't look. Just look at TikTok and Instagram. Those are the only places we actually use sometimes. <laughs> So give us a hey. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, just the last thing we always like to mention, wherever you're listening to us right now, there's probably a way to rate, review, or subscribe. And that is the freest and easiest way to help out the podcast. It helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah. Thanks as always for listening. We will see you next week with two more episodes of 39. Yeah. K-bye. K-bye. Bye-bye.